أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد uh, we near the end of the uh, book uh, that we're reading from in the small booklet, Heirs of the Prophets, Imam Zaid's able translation of Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali, rahimahullah wa qaddasallahu sirrahu, his sharh and commentary on the hadith of Abu Darda radiallahu anhu on the virtues of pursuing knowledge. <laughs> Chapter 9, a parable. We now present a parable regarding the states of humanity in responding to the Prophet ﷺ's call. Their states are many. One who is a sincere believer, one who is moderate, the third person who oppresses his soul. In showing how each group responds, this parable re reveals the virtue of righteous scholars over all other people. A prophet is like a messenger who comes from a land belonging to a most magnificent king. He delivers the king's message to the rest of the lands. His fidelity to the message is manifest. The content of the message is as follows. There is no goodness as perfect as the king's goodness, no justice as complete as his justice, no authority as firm as his authority. It is the king's desire that all of his subjects come to reside in his land. Whoever comes to him with a good record, he will reward him with the best of rewards. Whoever comes to him with an evil record, he will severely punish him. He will inform his subjects of all that they have done, good or bad. The messenger thus travels to far reaches uh, to the far reaches of the kingdom, admonishing the inhabitants of those lands to prepare for the journey. He warns them of the imminent destruction of every parcel of land except for the kings. He dispatches assistance to prod the wretched laggards who delay in their pres uh, in their preparation. He continuously describes the fine attributes of this king, his beauty, his perfection, his majesty, his generosity. People are divided into many groups based on their response to this messenger. Among them is one who believes him forthright. His only concern is seeking out what, the, what this king loves from his subjects to ensure that when he sets off toward the king, he has an abundance of those things. He occupies himself with purification and calling others uh, as best as he uh, could to prepare for the journey. He similarly asks about what the king loathes and then avoids it and enjoins others to shun it as well. His greatest concern about the attributes, uh, his greatest concern is about asking about the attributes of ki the king, his greatness and his generosity, all of which increases his love for the king, his exaltation of him, and his deep yearning to meet him. He eventually travels to the king, bringing as gifts the most precious, precious and beloved things imaginable. His journey to the kingdom occurs uh, uh, as part of a grand procession. He knows from the messenger's instructions that the most direct route to the king and the best of provisions for the journey uh, and what those are. Such is a description of the righteous scholars who are well guided and who guide others to the path of Allah. They come to the king as an absentee returning to his people. They await him with eager anticipation and the most earnest of longing. Another group is composed of those obsessed by their own preparation. They do not concern themselves with others. This is the description of the ordinary devout worshippers. They know uh, what is beneficial and act on the basis of that knowledge. 
Yet another group is made up of those who behave as if they are included amongst a sincere people, as if their intention is to prepare for the journey. But in reality, though their intention is to occupy their condemned homeland, this group represents the scholars and worshippers who show off their deeds hoping to gain some temporal benefit. They are the, in the worst of states uh, when they ultimately appear before the king. It will be said to them, seek your reward, uh, uh, seek the reward of your actions from the very ones that you perform them for. Uh, you will have nothing here with us. Allah protect us from being amongst that wretched group. Another group consists of those who understand the messenger's dictates, uh, uh, but are overcome with laziness and do not prepare themselves for the journey, neglecting what the king loves and indulging in what he dislikes. These are the scholars who fail to act on their knowledge. They are on the precipice of destruction, though they benefit others with their knowledge and their description of the path. Their students undertake the journey and are saved, leaving their teachers behind to be destroyed. There is yet another group that believes the messenger's call but fails to receive direction from him. These people fail to learn the details of the king's likes and dislikes. They undertake the journey guideless and thus hurl themselves into roads rife with difficulties, horrors, wastelands, and diseases. Most of them either perish or stray from the path, never reaching the king. They are the ignorant believers acting without knowledge. They are the ignorant believers acting without knowledge. This is unfortunately the group that seems to describe uh, the majority of our, uh, of our flock in this day and age, so it bears repetition. And Allah protect us uh, from being amongst them and uh, forgive us for having tarried amongst them for too long and uh, protect us from ever returning to them. There is yet another group that believes the messenger's call, but fails to receive direction from him. These people fail to learn the details of the king's likes and dislikes. They undertake the journey guideless and thus hurl themselves into roads rife with difficulties, horrors, wastelands, and disease. Most of them either perish or stray from the path, never reaching the king. They are the ignorant believers acting without knowledge. And then uh, Ibn Rajab continues, Yet another group is made up of those who completely ignore the messenger. They continue with their everyday routine as if their homeland is not on the verge of annihilation. Some of them belie the messenger. Others confirm him with uh, their speech uh, while ignoring his teachings. Uh, they are the generality of humanity, the masses who reject divine guidance and reject worship. Their ranks include the disbelievers, hypocrites, and rebellious fools who oppress and wrong their own souls. They feel that the caller has forced, up, forced them upon the path, expelled them from their homeland, and unjustly summoned them before the king. Uh, they come before him uh, as rebellious slaves uh, uh, come before an angry master. If you consider these divisions, you will not find any group more honored or closer to the king than the righteous scholars. They are the best of humanity after the messengers. May the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon them all. Chapter 10. <clears throat> Heirs of the Prophets As for the Prophet wasallam, saying, The scholars are the heirs of the Prophets. This means that they inherit the knowledge uh, that the Prophets taught. They succeed the Prophets in their communities in the sense of calling people to Allah and His obedience, prohibiting rebellion against Allah and defending His religion. Al-Hasan al-Basri attributes the following uh, saying to the Prophet May the mercy of Allah be upon my successors. The companions asked, O Messenger of Allah, who are your successors? He said, those who revive uh, and teach my sunnah after my passing. A similar hadith has been related by Ali from the Prophet The ulama occupied the position of the prophets in a noble station between Allah and uh, humanity. 
This is, uh, as Ibn al-Munkadir has said, truly the scholars are between Allah and, the huma and humanity. Therefore, be careful how you approach them. Sufyan bin Uyayna said, uh, Rahimahullah, the greatest uh, people in rank are those who stand between Allah and humanity, the prophets and scholars. Sahal bin Abdullah uh, uh, said, At-Tustari, Rahimahullah, Whoever wants to look at the gatherings of the prophets, let him look at the gatherings of the ulama. Someone asks, what do you say about a man who takes an oath against his wife to divorce her based on some condition? The unlearned replies, his wife is divorced. Someone else comes forward with the same question. A discerning man responds, he should break this type of oath. Uh, this sort of question should only be directed to a prophet or a scholar. Meaning what? Uh, you know, the people who don't have ilm, they will do things the hard way uh, 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 <clears throat> unnecessarily um, because of their lack of knowledge, believing it to be piety, even though the piety is, uh, is, is, is in something else that they're ignorant of, uh, and that piety is greater uh, than, than the one they think to be piety. And in this case, the, the oath that, uh, uh, um, you know, that, that, that's been given in, in the example, there's literally a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that a person who uh, takes an, a health or an oath on, uh, um, uh, on, on some matter and then afterward finds uh, 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 that there is some other course of action that is more uh, um, conducive to con conveying the fear of Allah Ta'ala through uh, action. Uh, the Prophet says, let him break his oath and, and give expiation for it. Uh, give a kafara for it, and then uh, let them do what the uh, what 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 is more uh, harmonious with the fear of Allah Taala, which is which is what is more pious. Um, you know, this is the interesting thing is that that goes against the sensibility of jahiliyyah. Uh, but then again, ilm is uh, is the is the opposite of jahl. You know, knowledge is the opposite opposite of ignorance. Uh, Sayyidina Ali, like he says in his his famous and very beautiful nazm. He says, "Fi qadri kulli mir'in ma kana yuhsinuhu, wali rijali ala al-afali sima'u, wadda kulli mir'in ma kana yajhalu, yajhaluhu, waljahiluna li ahli al-ilmi a'da'u." That in, uh, in in favor of every man is the thing that he does well with perfection, uh, because there are signs. Uh, that you can see uh, uh, about the worth of a man in the work that they do. And uh, uh, what will be counted against every man is the thing that he's ignorant of. And the people of ignorance uh, were always the enemies of the people of knowledge. Noble dreams tell the exalted stations of the scholars. A pious woman during the time of Al-Hasan al-Basri dreamed that she was seeking a religious verdict, a fatwa concerning extramenstrual bleeding, istihada. It was said to her, you search for a verdict while Hassan al-Basri is in your midst holding the seal of Jibreel alayhi salam. This indicates that al-Hassan inherited wisdom vouchsafed by the angel Gabriel. This is known as the seal of Jibreel alayhi salam. Someone saw the Prophet ﷺ in a dream and said to him, O Messenger of Allah, we are at odds between Imam Malik and Layth. Which is more knowledgeable? The Prophet ﷺ said, uh, Malik is the heir of my knowledge. Another person dreamed that, the, and by the way, Ibn Rajab, like the name Hanbali indicates, he's not a Maliki. So, 
if I said it, you'd, you know, you'd say it's Maliki propaganda, but it's not. Um, another person dreamed that the Prophet ﷺ was sitting in the masjid in the midst of an assembly while Imam Malik was standing before him. The Prophet ﷺ was a container, uh, in front of the Prophet ﷺ was a container of musk. He took it and gave it to Malik who then distributed it to the assembly. This was interpreted to mean that Imam Malik was blessed with the knowledge uh, with knowledge and strictly adhered to the sunnah, the uh, exemplary way of the Prophet ﷺ. Fudail bin Ayyad, uh, who also his name comes in uh, our Shajara uh, Mubarakah of the Tariqah Chishtiya. Uh, uh, Fudail bin Ayyad saw the Prophet ﷺ in his dream sitting uh, down and uh, beside him was a gap. Fudail advanced to sit there. The Prophet ﷺ said, this is the uh, seat of Abu Ishaq al-Fazari. Al-Fazari. One of those gathered asked, uh, which of the two is better? The Prophet ﷺ said, Fudail uh, was a man who benefited himself with his devotions, and Abu Ishaq was a man who benefited the people with his knowledge. This indicated that the latter was a scholar whose knowledge benefited other people. Fudail was a devout worshipper whose benefit was confined to himself. Now, that being said, Fudail bin Ayyad, his uh, hadith do come in the uh, in the books of hadith, and he's, he's mashallah, one of the great... Uh, uh, of the tariqah and his uh, <clears throat> his uh, his wisdoms and sayings, uh, you know, have benefited a great number of people. Um, but strictly speaking, uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't a scholar, at least in the formal uh, in the formal sense amongst his qawm. Uh Even though he did occupy himself with learning, he was a reformed uh, brigand. He was actually a highway robber who made toba and and, and reformed uh, his ways. And you can hear one of the previous. Uh, one of the previous late night majlises, we have his uh, tabaka over there. But you know, um, again, this is not this is this book is not like whatever tariqa chishtiya propaganda. Uh, rather, uh, it's written by a student of uh, Ibn Qayyim. So one can take it uh, one can take it how they wish. The scholars will intercede on behalf of the believers after the intercession of the prophets, والسلام, as Tirmidhi relates from Uthman, radiyallahu anhu, a statement from the prophet, وسلم, on the day of judgment, the prophets will intercede, then the scholars, then the martyrs. On the day of judgment, the prophets will intercede, then the scholars, then the martyrs. Malik bin Dinar said, I have heard that it will be said to the devout on the day of judgment to enter paradise, while it will be said to the scholar, rise and intercede. This, narr this narration, however, is related from Abu Huraira with the weak chain. The scholars will be a proof at the gathering station, uh, 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 Al-Mahshar, during the tumult of the day of judgment. The people gathered uh, there will think that they uh, only stayed in their graves for a brief time. The scholars will make it clear that the truth is to the contrary. Allah the Exalted says, On the day the hour is established, the criminal transgressors will swear that they only tarried a brief time. Thus were they deluded from the truth, whereas those given knowledge and faith will say, You tarried in accordance to Allah's book of decree until the day of resurrection. The scholars will also comment on the debasement uh, of the idolaters on the day of judgment. As Allah says, on the day of resurrection, he will debase the idolaters and say, uh, where are uh, uh, my partner gods that used to dispute the believers about? Those given knowledge will say, Disbase debasement and evil this day are upon those who reject faith. It has been related from the Prophet ﷺ that people will need scholars in paradise just like they need them in this world. When the Lord summons the people of paradise to stand before him, he will say to them, ask what you desire. They will turn to the ulama who will uh, say, ask him to enable you to see him.
Allah Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. It has been related from the Prophet ﷺ that people will need scholars in paradise just as they would need them in this world. When the Lord summons the people of paradise to stand before him, he will say to them, ask what you desire. They will turn to the scholars who will say, ask him to enable you to see him. What in paradise is greater than that? All of these narrations make it clear that there is no rank after prophethood better than those of the ulama. And the ulama are the awliya of Allah. The Quran relates Allah bears witness that there is no God but Him, as do the angels and those endowed with knowledge. In this verse, the prophets have not been mentioned individually, but inclusively with the with the ulama. It is sufficient. Uh, this is sufficient honoring of the ulama that they should be mentioned uh, in a way that includes the prophets this is the basis of those who say the scholars uh, who act on their knowledge are the protected friends of Allah. They are the awliya of Allah. Both Abu Hanifa and Shafi'i have said, if the scholars and jurists are not the protected friends of Allah, if the ulama and the fuqaha aren't the awliya of Allah, then Allah has no such friends. Imam Ahmad Taala said, the people of hadith are the abdal, the people of superior piety. The abdal, abdal is jamab abdali. Uh, uh, there is a, 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 a an author narrated by Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu ghaliban uh, that uh, uh, mentions a maqam of sainthood uh, 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 here I'm looking at the, the footnote Imam Zaid entered al-Khatib uh, 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 in the sharaf of the Ashab al-Hadith Khatib Baghdadi uh, uh, I believe uh, uh, and uh, um, in it, he says the term Abdal refers to an elite population of God's righteous servants who are present amongst every generation. They are a source of good and blessings for the people. Whenever one dies, Allah sends another to replace him. That's the, the, the use of the word uh, Badal uh, or the root Badal, uh, which means to, to replace um, this concept as testified to by Imam Ahmed's utterance and by Ibn Rajab's citation is accepted by the overwhelming majority of the scholars, the Ahl-Sunnah. That this is a rank of sainthood, uh, uh, that of the Abdal. So Imam Ahmed says that uh, uh, that the people of Hadith are the Abdal, the people of uh, superior piety. The Prophet ﷺ said, Indeed, the Prophets do not leave money as inheritance, rather they leave knowledge. Whoever seizes it has taken a bountiful share indeed. So knowledge is the heritage of the prophets, which means that the scholars are the heirs to what the prophets leave behind, namely beneficial knowledge. Whoever seizes it and prizes it has obtained a great fortune, which is uh, which his companions can rightfully envy. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu uh, was, saw once a group of people studying in the Prophet sallallahu masjid. A man said, what, why have they gathered? He said, they have gathered for the inheritance of Sayyidina Muhammad They are distributing it amongst themselves. That is, they are distributing knowledge. Once Abu Huraira who headed toward the market, upon leaving, he said to his family, you abandoned the inheritance of Muhammad being distributed in the masjid and remained here. His heritage is the Quran as well as the sunnah that explains and makes clear its meanings. It is related in Sahih Bukhari, uh, that uh, Sahih Bukhari uh, uh, that uh, Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma was asked did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa leave anything 
He said he did not leave anything except for that which is between the two covers uh, of the book, that is the Quran. It is related in Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim that Ibn, oh, Ibn, uh, sorry, that Ibn Abi Ofa uh, was asked, uh, did the Prophet ﷺ bequeath anything? Uh, he said he bequeathed the Quran. The Prophet ﷺ gave a sermon after the farewell pilgrimage and said, I am but a mortal being. The angel of death is about to come to me. Uh, and I will respond to his summon. I am leaving with two weighty things. The first is the book of Allah, in which is uh, guidance and light. Whoever seizes it, uh, whoever sees hold of it uh, and takes it, he will be guided. Whoever lets it escape, uh, he will go astray. Imam Ahmad relates that Abdullah bin Amr, uh, Abdullah bin Amr, radiyallahu uh, anhumah, uh, said that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam came out to us and said, "I am the unlettered prophet." He said this three times. He then continued, "There is no prophet after me. I have been given speech that is decisive and comprehensive. I have learned the number of the guardians of the hellfire and the number of the angels bearing the lofty throne of Allah." The faults of my nation have been wiped out. Therefore, listen well and obey me as long as I am with you. Uh, when I am taken away, you must adhere to the book of Allah, uh, hold as lawful that which it legislates as lawful, and hold as unlawful that which it prohibits. Then he said, the prophets do not leave behind money as inheritance, rather they leave behind knowledge. The Prophet ﷺ means by this that they do not leave behind anything except for knowledge. This is consistent with the verse uh, 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 of the Quran. Uh, Suleiman was the heir of uh, Dawood. Solomon was the heir of David alayhi salam. Uh, and his statement concerning Zakaria alayhi salam. And bestow upon me an heir who will receive my heritage and the heritage of the family uh, of Ya'qub. Yarithuni wa yarithu min ali Ya'qub. What is intended here is the heritage of knowledge and prophecy, not material wealth. The prophets did not accumulate material belongings that can be left behind in worldly bequests. The Prophet ﷺ said, Whatever I leave behind other than provision for my family and maintenance for my family is charity. He did not leave behind anything except for a coat of armor, his weapon, his white mule, and a piece of land which he had given in charity. In a similar narration, it is mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ did not leave behind anything except a single tool in land that he and his family used to grow their food from. He gave it to the Muslims as charity. All of this indicates that the messengers والسلام, were not sent to gather worldly possessions for their families. Rather, they were sent to call the people to Allah, struggle in his path, disseminate beneficial knowledge, and leave that knowledge as a bequest for their communities. Abu Muslim al-Khawlani uh, attributes the following saying to the Prophet wasallam: Allah did not inspire me to collect wealth and be a merchant. Rather, he revealed to me, glorify the praises of your Lord and be amongst those who prostrate themselves to him and worship your Lord and until uh, 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 until death comes to you. وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ Tirmidhi and others uh, relate that the Prophet ﷺ said, What do I have to do with this world? The similitude of myself in this world is like a rider. He seeks shade briefly under a tree, rises and moves on. Hence the Prophet ﷺ said that the ulama uh, are the heirs of the Prophets ﷺ. The Prophets do not leave behind money as an inheritance. Uh, rather, they leave behind knowledge. 
In this part of the hadith, two things are alluded to. First, the scholar is the true heir of the messenger, uh, just as the scholar has inherited the messenger's knowledge, it is befitting that he leave a heritage of knowledge as the messenger did. The scholar's heritage is what he leaves behind through teaching, writing, and other endeavors from which people benefit after him. The Prophet said when the servant dies, his actions are cut off except for three things. Beneficial knowledge, continuous charity, or a righteous son who prays for him. If the scholar teaches one who acts on his knowledge after him, he is left behind beneficial knowledge and a continuous charity. Teaching is a form of charity as has been related previously from Mu'adh and others, radiallahu anhum, those people who the scholars taught uh, have a status equivalent to his righteous children. They pray for him, therefore they confer upon him all three of these distinctions because of the knowledge he left. As to the second point, the scholar does not leave behind any worldly thing just as the Messenger وسلم, did not. This is the scholar's way owing to his exactness uh, in following the Prophet This scrupulousness is encompassed in his following the Messenger وسلم, and his Sunnah, turning away from the world and taking little from it and bearing, uh, being content with that. Sahla Tustari, rahimahullah ta'ala said, Amongst the signs of the love of the sunnah is to love the hereafter and dislike this world and not indulging in anything except for sufficient provision for the hereafter. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa baraka ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam ajma'in. Allahumma rabbana atana fi dunya hasanatan fi al-akhirati hasanatan wa qina adhaab al-nar. Rabbana la tuzi qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wa hablana min ladunka rahmatan innaka anta wahhab. Rabbana la tuakhidhna inna sina awa khta'na. Rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala alladhina min qablina. Rabbana wa la tuhamilla ma la taqata lana bihi wa'afu anna wafir lana warhamna. Anta maulana fansurna ala al-qawm al-kafirin. Allahumma ya hayu ya qayyumu bi rahmatika nastaghithu aslih lana sha'nana kullahu wa la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayn Allahumma ya hayu ya qayyumu bi rahmatika nastaghithu aslih lana sha'nana kullahu wa la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayn Allahumma ya hayu ya qayyumu bi rahmatika nastaghithu aslih lana sha'nana kullahu wa la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayn Allahumma inna nas'aluka fa'ala al-khayrat wa tarka al-munkarat wa hubba al-masakin وأن تغفر لنا وترحمنا وإذا أردت بعبادك فتنة فاقبذنا إليك غير مفتونين اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك وحب العمل يقربنا إلى حبك اللهم اجعل حبك أحب إلينا من الماء البارد اللهم رب اغفر وارحمه أنت خير الراحمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من, من, من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من جهد البلاء ومن درك الشقاء ومن سوء القضاء ومن شماتة الأعداء اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وضرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك وعمن سواك وعما سواك يا غني يا رحم الراحمين اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه 
اللهم رب اغفر وارحمه أنت خير الراحمين اللهم ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار اللهم ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم Ya Allah, forgive us for all of our sins. Ya Allah, give us that we can uh, seek this knowledge and love this knowledge and listen to this knowledge and teach this knowledge for all the uh, rest of the days of our lives. Ya Allah, as long as this knowledge is with us, keep us in this world. And when it when when it's about to take flight, Ya Allah, let us leave also. Ya Allah, give us uh, uh, the support of those people who support this knowledge, Ya Allah, and protect us from the shara and from the evil of those people who are blind to it and don't give it its due. Ya Allah, Protect us from the shadow of a people who have thrown it behind their back. Ya Allah, give us protection from the shadow of a people who have uh, uh, disowned it and disrespected it. Ya Allah, uh, give them hidayah as well or move them out of the way, Ya Allah, from obstructing the work of the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, raise from uh, this Ummah a people who will make it ihtimam, those people who will study it and teach it, those people who will learn it and love it, those people who will protect it, those people who will fund it, those people who will support it, those people who will back its uh, uh, dictates and those people who will oppose those who oppose it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect our Islam. Islam. Ya Allah, protect our Islam. There's there's so many people in this day and age that want Islam to turn into a, a race or uh, some sort of ethnic identity or some sort of, uh, you know, sociopolitical statement or, uh, you know, uh, hijab tutorials on YouTube or, uh, uh, you know, like uh, some sort of like quota in uh, Hollywood, uh, uh, you know, film extra uh, 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 selections. Ya Allah, protect us and protect our masajids from such people. Ya Allah, protect us from ever being such people. Ya Allah, protect our youth from being enamored and falling in love with such people or following uh, the path of such people. Ya Allah, those people whose hearts are enlightened, open the eyes of the Ummah of the Prophet وسلم, and open my eyes. To, to see the light that, that that's there with them so that when we see them, we can follow them, Ya Allah. When we see them, we can cast our lot in with them in this world and the hereafter. When we see them, uh, we can follow them and follow their path uh, to deliverance and to salvation and to the promised land in this world and in the hereafter. Ya Allah, make islah and rectification of the ahwal of the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ya Allah, make islah and rectification of their lands, make islah and rectification of their countries, make islah and rectification of their communities. Ya Allah, protect every masjid and every madrasa and every zawiya and khanqah and every maktab and, and, and every Islamic school and every library and every place where this Mubarak knowledge is, is, is kept and taught and revered, Ya Allah and uh, open the pathway, uh, facilitate the pathways that the people can take this most uh, direct and most uh, beautiful of paths uh, to your love and to your wilaya. Ya Allah, don't take us from this world in any way except for on the call of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and with it enlightened our hearts, make uh, the best part of our uh, lives, the last part of our lives and the best days of our lives, the last day of our life and the best words of our lives, our last words and make them La ilaha illallah Allah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and uh, thereby enlighten uh, our graves and uh, and make easy on us our resurrections and our gatherings thereby give us to drink
drink from the hawd of your Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and give us an easy accounting even though we admit already that we don't deserve it and give us to cross the sirat like lightning ya Allah even though we admit that we don't deserve it and give us to uh, to, to enter from uh, any of the eight gates of Jannah uh, that we wish even though we admit that we don't deserve it rather we ask you to give to us based on who you are not to give it to us based on who we are ya Allah give that to all of us and to our mashayikh and our teachers and to our students and to our children and to our parents and to our brothers and sisters and to everyone who loved us for your sake and everyone who we loved for your sake and everyone who did good by us ya Allah uh, and to all the generality of the believers to the mujahideen fi sabilillah and to the students of knowledge and to the teachers of knowledge and to those who work to serve the ummah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah all of those who did good by us who are uh, not people of iman ya Allah by the barakah of this mubarak night of this mubarak month and by the barakah of this reading and this dua ya Allah give them hidayah especially those of them who are our relatives and those of them who uh, uh, share kinship bonds with us our neighbors especially those of them who did good by us uh, and who uh, uh, who 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 are those that we interact in this world in a good way. Ya Allah, give them hidayah so that they can also say La ilaha illallah before leaving this world and accept it from them. Ya Allah, this world is so broken. Ya Allah, everything in it is so broken. The way people behave with each other is so broken. Ya Allah, raise from amongst the people someone who will, who, will, who will invite to that which is good and command that which is right and forbid that which is evil, someone who will stand in the face of those who wish to harm your creation, who wish to trash your creation and benefit uh, parasitically from your creation. Ya Allah, raise such a people from amongst the Ummah of the Prophet wasallam who are able to protect the weak and protect the vulnerable and protect those who have no one to protect them and guide those who are, uh, who are lost to something better. Ya Allah, increase their numbers, increase their strength, increase them in their spirit and in their minds and in their hearts make their speech beautiful and make their uh, appearances beautiful ya Allah make them such that when they speak the people listen and when they command the people obey and when they forbid the people desist ya Allah and make us the first ones to serve such people and make us into such people ya Allah uh, those who, 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 who like parasites wish to profit at the expense of your creation those who wish to harm your creation don't care for your creation those who cause mischief in your creation and are unrepentant in their desire thereof ya allah uh, weaken them ya allah in their minds and in their hearts and in their speeches make their faces ugly to the people and make their speech ugly to the people and make their condition ugly to the people don't let shaitan cast a magic spell on the people that the people are attracted to them or anything about them ya allah break that spell from the eyes of the people especially the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, make such people uh, fight with one another and decrease their numbers, Ya Allah. Make them shrivel up and die and fall by the wayside, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, their fitna has 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 tortured us and has taken us to such dangerous and scary places, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us help against such people. Make them such that when they, when, when they speak, no one listens and when they command, nobody obeys and when they prohibit nobody desists ya allah make them fight amongst each other and make them spend all of their resources and their energies in destroying one another and give relief to the uh, to your creation and give relief to the ummah of sayyidina muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah protect us from ever being in love with them or loving them or serving them or working for them or thinking good of them or being amongst them or ever being one of them ya allah ya allah whatever we forgot to ask for ya allah give us uh, what you choose for us is better than what we choose for ourselves whatever we said that we shouldn't have said or what was wrong, Ya Allah, uh, forgive us for that. Undoubtedly, so many 
things uh, were probably were, were not probably undoubtedly so many things were said that should, could have been said better or that shouldn't have been said at all ya allah forgive me for all of those things that were said wrong or those things that the listeners understood wrong give us from the best of it and change our lives for the better through it sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in allahumma inna ibadak wa abna ibadak wa abna ima'ik nawasina bi yadik madin fina hukmuk adlun fina qada'uk nas'aluka bi kulli ismin huwa laka samayta bihi nafsak aw anzaltahu fi kitabik aw 'allamtahu ahadan min khalqika aw sta'tharta bihi fi ilm al-ghaybi 'indaka an taj'ala al-qur'an al-karim rabi'a qulubina wa nura absarina wa jala'a ahzanina wa dhahaba humumina wa ghumumina وصلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم ربنا اغفر لنا وارحمنا وفقنا لما تحب وترضى به واختم لنا بالحسنى وارفع بأيدينا راية الإسلام بركة الفاتحة Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.